This is Brain Health and Healing with Eva Edelman, vitamin guru Eva Edelman, and Simone Jeanette. I am her co-host. What are we talking about today, Eva? Magnesium. Oh, right. I was reading up on that stuff. It's really important. It's especially important for calm, for, for bipolar, for in autism, in schizophrenia, for being calm. Yeah. Okay. So why is it not talked about all the time then? How come I never really knew about it until I started working with you? How important magnesium is? How come they don't teach you in grade school all the different nutrients and what they do for your mental health? Why? Well, I have my theories. (laughs) (laughs) Magnesium counterbalances calcium. Calcium gets our stimulating happy neurotransmitters, particularly to get released into the synapse. It causes these sacs or bubbles which contain neurotransmitter inside to smash against the neural membrane, break and release neurotransmitters. Wow. Right. Magnesium is a calcium channel blocker. It blocks some calcium from getting into the nerve cell, as in when it could overstimulate you. So it balances it. It balances it. So for bipolar, they have actual drugs that are calcium channel blockers used for blood pressure, but also used for some bipolars to try to calm you down. But it could be a simple magnesium deficiency. Exactly. It could just be magnesium. Magnesium is the body's primo calcium channel blocker. And so when a person either is getting manic or has excitotoxicity from glutamate and aspartate, Chinese restaurant syndrome, that's what that's called, Chinese restaurant syndrome. Yeah. Oh, you never heard of that? No. Oh, yeah. I didn't make it up. (laughs) Anyway, from the MSG. Yeah. You get these headaches, dizziness, just don't feel right, and the nerve cells are firing much too much with stimulating neurotransmitter. That excitotoxicity (laughs) is really bad for bipolar. It can trigger an episode. Well, what is the cause of magnesium deficiency? I would say it would be diet and or a genetics that makes it so the person requires more magnesium than typical. And also stress. Stress is a major cause. You use up magnesium when you're under stress, and then you need more. So it should be in green foods, vegetables, sprouts, legumes, seeds, although phytates interfere with its absorption in in legumes and seeds. Sprouting seeds and soaking beans or grains for at least eight hours and then cooking sufficiently can help disable phytates, but not completely. So where do you get the magnesium from? Are we going to live on greens? So green, that's interesting. Like your heart chakra, like the middle of the spectrum. Yeah, it is pretty interesting. And in fact, magnesium is really excellent for the heart because it calms everything down. It prevents spasms as 
can be one cause of heart attacks. It prevents spasms all over the body, as in seizures, as in muscle spasms, cramps, as in gastrointestinal spasms, magnesium. It's amazing. Wow, that's totally awesome. Yeah. Because I get, like, leg cramps and spasms, you know? Yeah, and leg cramps often it's calcium and magnesium that you need. So magnesium's a really important nutrient to keep us balanced and not shaking. Yeah, well, I guess, like, if you drink too much caffeine, too, that could... Oh, yeah. Counterbalance any magnesium that you're taking. Caffeine will deplete it. Stimulants will deplete it. And caffeine will cause cramps. Yeah. And magnesium and calcium will counter it. Magnesium is also good for sleep. Very important. However, if you have too much magnesium, and this is a pretty big excess, then it may cause early morning awakening. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so the way to counter that is just basically have a CalMag at night, which is about 200 magnesium, but otherwise distribute the magnesium that you need over the day. And there's different ways to know if you have too much besides that, because a lot of things can cause early morning waking, like hypoglycemia. Magnesium is laxative. I've noticed countless times with bipolars they could be really manic and irritable and have constipation at the same time. Wow. Points to you need magnesium for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I get irritable if I was constipated. It's not so much a factor of the constipation causing irritability. Maybe it can, but it's more lack of magnesium is causing both. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) An irritable bowel system. It's related to irritable bowel, too, lack of magnesium, among other nutrients, including particularly probiotics, very important. And bipolars tend towards irritable bowel. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, they tend towards low magnesium and a, a need for a particularly high amount compared to the rest of the population. With minerals, you never go super high because then they become toxic. Generally, when people take a calcium magnesium maybe at night before sleep, it might be useful for most perhaps. Yeah. It would be 500 calcium to 250 magnesium. Typical, and that's it, unless it's in the multi or something. But bipolars often do well with 200 magnesium four times a day. Whoa. Not all bipolars, but many of them. It's really useful or something approaching that. Yeah, so it's it depends calming. on the person. Because it's calming and it helps in both directions. It counters mania and it counters depression. It also supports methylation. And we've talked about undermethylation playing a role, particularly in some people that have a kind of chronic bipolar depression and that SAMe could be very important for such people though sometimes they need other nutrients but the SAMe is the key biochemical that methylates everything else in our body pretty much everything and to create that one of the major pathways to create that you need magnesium it turns methionine, an amino acid, into SAMe. But take note, 
SAMe is not a good idea for people who are over-methylated. Yeah. So what happens if somebody never takes magnesium? Well, hopefully they'll get in their food. Hopefully, if they're in tune with their body, they'll crave greens and vegetables, and they'll get it. Yeah. But maybe 80% of the population might be low in magnesium, and therefore you get people who are agitated, stressed out, irritable. We need to, like, fly signs. Did you take your magnesium today? For real. When someone's, like, say, psychotic or heavily manic, agitated, one approach, you give them some calming tea. And then give them the right nutrients. Like B, magnesium, zinc. Zinc is really important for that, calming people down. And sometimes just street drugs counteract sometimes, like... Magnesium helps you deal with the agitation from trying to get off street drugs or from being on it and trying to calm down, yeah. So some bipolars just maintain our magnesium. It's interesting because magnesium is anti-seizure, and most of the bipolar meds are anti-seizure, which is one of the means by which they're thought to work. So some bipolars... The mainstay of their treatment is that magnesium, about 200 every four hours or so, depending on what they need, because it's going to keep the, those stimulating neurotransmitters low, but it's going to keep the methylation working. And the methylation is critical to get neurotransmitters to be activated in the way that they should. So it's like kind of balancing. Magnesium is balancing. Super magical. Yeah, it's magical. Magical, (laughs) magnificent magnesium. (laughs) We should write a song about it. (laughs) 1921 Weston gave IV magnesium to patients with mania and got relaxation, sleep, and sedation in people with extreme mania. Yeah, okay, that's awesome. Or with agitated depression, too. Like, that's 1921. Here we are 100 years later. Researchers have been aware of this, and it's been going on. Here's one, Saris in 2011, a review study. Strong clinical benefit from adjunctive magnesium and mania. Now they always adjunct it to the medication because can't take the person off the medication because we don't change the results because they'd be rebounding and so on. So with the ongoing medication, magnesium made a significant change. Nice. So it's mainly when you're feeling anything that's in any way convulsive, minor spasm to actual seizures. So like a conflict, like an internal conflict almost. a spasm. Yeah, I have, I have those. Like, I'll feel a fluttery feeling inside my body. Yeah, like a body. fluttery feeling. Yeah. Right. So, a spasm. So, it's like sometimes rage and violence are from something like that. That She'll, falls in the line of autism a bit, doesn't it? Like, my kid just like... In fact, when they first started doing nutrients for autism, a survey by Bernard Rimland found that parents reported magnesium and B6 to be the most effective. Of course, there's more to do with autism and depends on the individual, but that's how that work on nutrients for autism started, magnesium and B6. Hmm. 
and for hyperactivity, it's good. It, it also has a good effect on blood sugar, which might be part of how it's working there. But also, it will calm the person down so they can focus. Wow. How do we get everyone magnesium? Like, mandatory magnesium. Well, you know, they did for that everyone. with the bread for a while. They put niacin in the bread and B1 because they figured people were low in it. Yeah. Would magnesium be in our soil when we eat the foods that have it? Well, not necessarily, because we've depleted our soils. No. <laughs> but forcing something like magnesium is a little different as compared to vitamins. Minerals accumulate, and so a person can have too much magnesium. It's kind of rare, but it would not be good. You could get soft bones oh, wow. from too much. Now, that's the rare person here and there, but yeah. still, you want to have the right amount. Again, too much, you're going to get the diarrhea. So you're going to know, oh, I, I have, have too, too much. much. <laughs> yeah. All right, no magnesium for everybody all the time. <laughs> yeah. But for a majority of bipolars, magnesium is a key nutrient. It's good for SAD, seasonal affective disorder, and for anxiety, agitation, stress, and PTSD. It moderates emotional memory. That's anyway, cool that it does yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wonder, like, with drug addiction, if that's, like, Magnesium could be a very good nutrient so you don't have that agitation, so you have to have this certain drug. So it may be a component of a more encompassing treatment approach. Man, it should be like household, in everyone's household, magnesium. You could start with just eating really good, lots of vegetables, no sugar. The sugar Not canned vegetables. No sugar, alcohol, that's going to deplete the magnesium, any kind of toxins. Coffee depletes magnesium. Have you seen the American diet? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Maybe people go, oh, I don't want to take a pill. Well, then eat better. But are people going to do that? Usually the approach is take the vitamins and then maybe you'll be more motivated to eat better and then you might not need so much. People get addicted to their misery, Eva. To their happiness too. I mean, something you do all the time, you get addicted to. Misery is, a, is, a, is an American pastime. A human pastime, as is agitation, anxiety, irritability. Alcohol. <laughs> yeah, and alcohol really will deplete the magnesium. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and like all the fast food, there's no magnesium or healthiness in that. No. No. no the, the nutrients How about are gone. Now, another thing about magnesium is fatty substances really deplete magnesium. Really? Yeah, like a fried food diet. So people who are eating lots of fats, they need to be aware of needing more magnesium. To make them feel better, they'll digest the fat better. Hmm. So. Similarly, healthy complex carbs require magnesium, not to mention junk food and sugar. People eat a lot of junk food, they need magnesium, they're depleting magnesium big time. The pyrolorics really need magnesium because they have all that agitation. And the histadelics, undermethylated people, need magnesium to make the SAMI at all. So the bad diet 
and maybe exposure to toxins using up the antioxidant mechanisms and the lack of magnesium can really worsen histidelia. Also, magnesium helps in creating inositol. So magnesium influences creation of phosphatidyl inositol. Really important to counter OCD. Oh, wow. Yeah. Inositol is also great for <laughs> social anxiety. Oh. Yeah. In fact, it's interesting. People that tend towards histidelia under methylation often require inositol and magnesium and coincidentally tend to be quite shy and prone to social anxiety and OCD. Stress, anxiety, insomnia, mood swings, any kind of pain or spasms in the body suggests need for magnesium. More physical effects of magnesium deficiency. Well, you have chocolate craving. Like when you crave chocolate, it's often that you need magnesium. It could also be you need vitamin C, but magnesium. Oh, wow. Which is in chocolate. And low magnesium is related to weak adrenals, muscle tension. I just like the fact that I'm learning all this stuff and that I'm, magnesium is so important and I never knew it before. Yeah. Like, why did I never know before, Eva? Why do people like green light? Perhaps they need magnesium. <laughs> <laughs> Magnificent magnesium. Disclaimer. As in all the shows on brain health and healing, this information is meant for educational purposes only. Is not to be used as medical diagnosis or treatment advice for the individual. If you need treatment for a medical or psychiatric illness, please consult a knowledgeable physician. If you want more information, check out my books at borgebooks.com. Well, see you next time. Till then, take care. <laughs>